Pod. Hey, Effers. So, I'm your host, Internet Keith. Hello. Hey. Hi, Keith. Hi. Welcome to the uh, Titans edition of Football and Other F-Words. Today, we'll be talking about Titans news. We're going to yeah. review the Colts game. Yeah. And we're going to preview the Texans game. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, as a tradition, I'm joined by some hooligans. This first guy, it's Zebo. Zebo, how are you feeling? Uh, right now, tired. Yeah? Lot, very tired. Tired of what? Tired of the Titans. Tired of work. Yep. Not ready for Thanksgiving. No? Nope. Nope. Not ready. Not ready at all. And also, I have with me Mr. Lebowski. How you doing, dude? I'm just disappointed. You know, the Titans right now are like a son that has moved out of your house twice now to go to college, and he's back, and he's <laughs> broke, and he still doesn't know what he wants to study. He's not mad. And he's just. I'm sport. tired of it. I've got a new wife. Okay, I got rid of your mother. Like, <laughs> trying to get my thing going, and you're back. Why? What are we doing? Thought we moved on. Thought, thought we had this fixed, and you're in my house, and you can't even keep a job at Burger King. So, very upset with you right now. I told him I couldn't work Sundays. <laughs> Don't know what to tell you. If you're Get a job at Chick-fil-A. If you're going to school Monday through Friday, what's happening on Sunday? How are you know. feeling, Keith? I'm feeling a little under the weather. I've, had, I've been fighting a cold for a couple of days now. I'm pretty sure I got it because uh, of the game. I'm yeah. pretty sure the, the game made me sick physically. It made me physically ill. So I apologize if you hear off mic coughing. I'll, I'll try my best. But... Um, as always, today's podcast is brought to you by an F word. Today's F word is flabbergasted, as in what the fuck just happened? <laughs> <laughs> what I, the I, fuck I, indeed? I have no idea, and I'm going to go ahead and set the theme for this podcast, at least for myself. I don't know how a team can be so wildly inconsistent. Yeah. Hang how? On. Hang on. Can I? Can I interrupt you? Oh my god! Can I interrupt do. you one second. Do we have an ad? We do, do we? have an ad. Do you want to? I was going to let him roll. Oh well, it's already over. I've already yeah. messed up the entire <laughs> flow of the podcast. So let's get to the ad, and then we'll get right back to what you were saying. Okay. Well, I know these shirts are nice. When they go touch your body, they'll fit your adult body. <laughs> they won't be gaudy for you. Yo, please come take my advice before you give Bitcoin away for all those other shirts today because you don't need to. Oh, but I need to sound off on my devotion. Time to pick my shirt up off the floor. Oh, when that shirt comes down without commotion. Well, it protects your nipples, baby, and you won't look like a whore. Because it's for the vil. For the vil. Because it's for the vil. 615. It's for the vil. 615. Baby! I know I'm asking you to pay. Say, please, please, please go online and pay. Because you need these shirts, too. Maybe I mean every word I say You can get these shirts for holidays And you won't have to buy your dad a power tool Don't have to shiver The soft as lotion Go put these shirts on before you head out the door Oh baby, please reconsider 
this foolish notion that Hankton is a good tea. You've been waiting for something more. I guess it's for the Ville. Oh, for the Ville. Because it's for the Ville 6015. It's for the Ville 6015. So head online and get your dad's insurance at fortheville615.com today. And free shipping on all overs over $100. And every purchase made a donation is made to the National Brenner's Foundation. They have four of the Bills, four of the boys shirts, not four of the Bills shirts, but I think they have those too. They also have shirts that say tighten the fuck up TTFU, so they are safe for work. So head on over to fortheville615.com. Follow them on Instagram and Twitter at, at fortheville615.com. All you gotta do is have a little bit of faith. Just a little bit of faith. Just a little bit, bud. Yeah, the TTFU shirts are safe for work. But uh, they do not stop people from asking you what TTFU stands for. We can always say tighten the Freak. Friday up. <laughs> Turn the Friday up. Turn twice for uncle. Tighten the funk up. <laughs> that was really creepy. I'm sorry. Yeah. That was weird. Tighten the foul up. Yeah, tighten the fouls up. Go ahead. Oh. Um, yeah, that's, that's kind of the energy we're bringing here to yeah. this podcast. Uh, all right, so let's get to the Titans injuries. We had a, a bit of a, uh, a bunch of bad news that came when uh, Dean Pease was forced to leave the game. Uh, when was it? I don't remember exactly when it happened. Logan Ryan said it was sometime mid-first quarter. Mid-first quarter? He, he said it was possibly early first quarter, but he said he didn't really know the defense came off sure. the field, and then they basically were hearing a rumor on the sidelines that he had left. Gotcha. Well, yeah, he had to uh, leave the the game to go to the hospital and receive medical attention. It sounds from what Rabel said on Monday, it sounds like he will uh, be okay and he's coming back to Nashville to work, quote, banker's hours. Um, Despite the fact that he wanted to come back, I think, that night, uh, the night of the Colts game. Uh, Logan Ryan said he was in the facility today. (coughs) So he was at work today. That's good. Today being Tuesday. Yes. Well, I will say I give props to Chris Ballard and the Colts organization. They did go and visit uh, Dean in the hospital, so I thought that was a classy move. Yeah. Glad that he's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we sorely missed him, yeah. which we'll get into later. But right. uh, first and foremost, I'm very glad he's okay. No, for yeah. sure, because uh, a lot of us forget sometimes that even though it's an entertainment product, these are real people with real lives and potentially real health problems that are – showing up at work, and if something happens, you've got the dichotomy and the dilemma of you've got a game going on, and it still has to operate, but he has to leave the game for a health reason. So I hope he's okay. Sounds like he's okay. And, uh, you know, thoughts to you, man. Glad, yeah. uh, glad you're back. Yeah, we also had an, another, uh, I guess, slightly less serious uh, injury scare during the game. We had Marcus Mariota go down with, what everyone assumed was going to be a re-injury of the elbow, um, but turned out it was a stinger injury, which is a neck injury, which causes uh, pain to shoot down your neck in, into your shoulder and arm and hand. So that's why he was flexing And it's, it's a quick in and out. Normally, Normally, most stingers are in and out after a couple of days. So yeah. nothing to worry about right now. So he should be playing Monday. Um, I'm sure he'll be questionable or whatever officially, but... He, I would expect he would play Monday. Yeah. Um, so let's get into the Colts' loss. 
how let's start with what we've already kind of discussed with uh, Dean Pease. How much do you think him not calling the game defensively played a role? Well, I, I think it plays a huge part because uh, you can see is our definitely our worst defensive performance that we've ever had this season. And I mean, Vrabel can only prepare for so much as a head coach. He can't prepare for play calling duties at the spur of a moment in the first quarter. I don't care who you are. Yeah. You're not going to be prepared mentally, emotionally for anything that went down. The fact that – and then um, Matt Pease was in the booth with his, with his dad when this was all going down. No. So there is another defensive coach that you probably have that doesn't have their mind there. Rumors are circulating. I'm sure the player's mind wasn't there. I mean, it was a lot. This was the human element of the game, and it really came and got our defense. Even if our defense was, let's say Dean Peace was there, we probably would have lost 28 yeah. <laughs> but instead of 38. So, I mean, it still would have been a hard thing for Dean Pease to even stop this Colts offense, I think. Yeah. But I think it plays into it some, but not as much. Uh, it's not as big a deal as what everybody wants to make it out to be. They want to make it out to be, this is the reason why we lost, nobody's focusing, or Vrabel's a bad head coach because he wasn't prepared for this. Yeah. Like, both of those things are way too overboard. It's yeah. just one of those things that happen. Yes, it had an effect, but it's not – it's, it's not, nothing to overreact to. It's not to. 100% the cause yeah. of the issue. Um, another, you know, thing that didn't go the Titans' way was, of course, the Mariota injury that we already referred to. He got injured on, I think, the second-to-last play of the first half and was out for the entire second half. By that point, the game was pretty much over already, though. Yeah. So I don't know how much how big a difference that would have made him coming back. So I'll step back to the um – to the defensive side of the ball for yep. a moment. Um, Logan Ryan today on the Logan Ryan show on the Midday 180. If you don't listen to that, it's on Tuesdays and it's fantastic. That's and actually, by Logan's Roadhouse? Uh, it's it actually, should be. No, it shouldn't be because Logan's Roadhouse is cat food. It's <laughs> garbage. But uh, anyway, and I'll say it again. I don't care if you ever want to sponsor us. It is flat out garbage. But anyway. What if they want us to say no. Logan's Roadhouse? Maybe better than cat food? Logan's Roadhouse. We lost Mr. Lebowski over this. But <laughs> no, in all seriousness, it's a good show. He does it every Tuesday. And props to Logan Ryan to show up. He shows up and does this interview for an hour. And he shows up regardless if it's a good game or a bad game. And I can't imagine that's comfortable to have to sit there today and listen to the questions that he got. Because he fielded a lot of questions about, the, you know, starting with how big of losing Dean Pease was it. He painted it up like it was a pretty serious problem. Like, basically, A... They didn't even have time to question it during the game until the until halftime would basically they confirmed to the entire locker room, listen, you've probably heard by now, but so basically what he made it sound like, and for you know, forgive me if I'm butchering this, but um DMP's basically left it there was a play call, he had to leave the booth, so it's still happening. The de- the defense is on the field, Vrabel's got to pick it up on the fly, and the defense is already starting to figure out it's something's not right. Like we're not we're not working together, the scheme's not working right, blah, blah, blah. So Take that for what it's worth. Logan Ryan really painted up like it was a big problem. Um, it's hard for me to judge as a fan other than to see what you witness watching the game, but something clearly was not working at all. Yeah. At all. I mean, I expected the Colts to be tough to cover, but they were unstoppable Yeah, in almost every facet. So, uh, but then... To point number two that uh, 
that Logan Ryan answered some tough questions, but Paul asked him a pretty – he actually got pretty bold in asking the question point blank to Logan Ryan about um, – I saw a team – this is me quoting Paul now. Paul saying to Logan, I saw a team and a defense full of players that had given up in the second half. And Logan basically said, look, I mean, that's you making your observation. I disagree with that. I don't think that it's right to ever, you know, question players um, – uh, what am I Effort. trying to say here? Effort, right, on the field. But, you know, obviously he vehemently disagreed with that. I hate giving opinions on shit like that because I'm not – I don't want to sit here and ever talk about a player's effort because I've never played – a snap of football above like peewee level. Yeah. I was pretty fucking killer in peewee level though. However, <laughs> I digress, but uh, no, but in all seriousness, it's hard for me to make an opinion on that, but you go back and watch the second half. I don't know if they'd given up, but those players certainly didn't want to be out there. Yeah. I mean, there was definitely an attitude of this is not going our way at all. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think maybe, not consciously they're giving less effort, but I think they're super rattled. They had their defensive coordinator, you know, they've been told that he's left for medical reasons. Your quarterback just went down. Uh, and is they don't really know what's going on. He just walked to the locker room and now you have to go back out there and play. And I think, I think rattled is a very rattled way to subconsciously. Yeah. I don't yeah. think you're, you're, they Where they may not be. have been internally given up, but they're they're the signs, the physical signs and signals that you saw were probably they're just like they're they're just exhausted. If yeah. you show up to work and half the staff gets laid off at nine AM, there's no way I don't care who you are, there's no way you're working the rest of the day with the mindset of everything's fine, you know, it's yeah. gonna be there in the back of your head. So yeah. if you're showing up to work and the game plan you've laid out is not there, you're coordinator has left the game and you just watched your star quarterback go down with potentially re-injuring the the injury he had earlier in the season i i don't know how in the world you get through the rest of that game without at least an ounce of thought in the back of your head of this isn't going right at all this yeah. is we can't control it it's out of our hands let's just get the hell out of here yeah and uh i mean I know that offensive coordinators have a game script that they have. You know, they have those Waffle House menus of, you know, third and long, blah, blah, blah. Right. I wonder what is the, the game plan for defensive coordinators and how that looks and if maybe that's part of the... Well, and Dean Peace is up in the booth, so, yeah. you know, when he goes down, Vrabel does not have any of that. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's the, that's the big thing is that Vrabel does not have any of that on the sidelines. He's not a carrying around the Cheesecake Factory menu kind of guy. I mean, <laughs> right. He carries around maybe like a, looked like a sheet of paper, basically. Yeah. I mean that size. So, you know, I feel sorry that I, I feel sorry that Vrabel got put in that position because people are just using that as a way for them to hate on Mike Vrabel. Yeah, and it may it just it's utter nonsense, just yeah. complete and utter nonsense. Well, uh, I mean, nothing went right in all facets of the game. Everything was. Poorly done. Uh, the offense didn't move the ball. I mean, they moved the ball on that opening drive. There was hope there at the very beginning, and then uh, that sack happened, and it just completely deflated the offense, it seemed like. It's it's a wildly inconsistent team. Yeah. And our play calling is wildly inconsistent. We went from doing all these play action and, and these pass plays and everything and the Cowboy, the Chargers through the Patriots game. And it worked out great. We went 2-1. and one. And then we come out and we decide that, hey, I think we're just going to run it up the middle on 2nd and 10 and 2nd and long and this yeah. and that. 
it's it's mind boggling the kind of letdown that we had, and I wish that. Um, Mike was on the show because he was watching tape today, and he said that the offensive line, yeah, it wasn't great, but right. it wasn't as terrible as what everybody wants to paint it out to be. And he's saying that Marcus was gun-shy after that first interception and got in his head, and he caused a lot of his own problems, and there was a lot of open receivers and a lot of points left on the field in that game. So his all-22, when it comes out, it's going to be pretty telling of – that Marcus didn't really get back into a groove and became gun-shy after one interception, yeah. which is not something you can have as your star quarterback. This this game just puts me back into the middle of, I don't know what Marcus is. Yeah, and, and to add on to that, I don't think I know what LaFleur is because... I definitely... Well, he's definitely not going to be a head coach candidate. Right, because uh, he came out and we just looked like a passive team it looked like we were playing not to lose again it didn't look like a team that was attacking downfield with with passes and going deep and threatening a not great uh secondary like mike watched the game with us on sunday and we were constantly complaining whenever we would run like zach said on second down second and long or whatever we'd run the ball instead of throwing it this is a team that does not have a good secondary and their best player in their secondary was not playing today or playing on Sunday. So I don't understand how the Titans don't attack downfield. Yeah. So I'm still willing. I'm, I am still willing to be patient with this team. I am because I just can't, I'll say this until the season is over. I cannot buy into the narrative of bringing in a new head coaching staff and then automatically adding in the bumper of, well, the Titans made the playoffs last year. You know, you have to one-up it. So, I just don't buy into that. I, pure speculation, but with Mariota, again, I agree with uh, with Zach here. I don't think you have a definitive answer of what we have in Marcus. But, I will say that I think this is the first coaching staff we have that knows how to use him, or is at least developing a playbook that knows how to use him and that it's up to Marcus to rise to that level, become comfortable with the scheme and get over his own gun shyness, whether it's past injuries or what, whatever's going on. If he overcomes that, we come into next season, the Titans come into next season and everything just gets stronger. I think the Titans have a solid team on their hands. What I would like to see as a fan to close out this season, regardless of how this goes down is that it ends on a positive note, whatever that is. If the rest of the season goes like the Colts game and the Ravens game and the Bills game, that's going to be very concerning for me as a fan base, regardless of whatever the hell happens, make the playoffs or whatever. We get to the end of the season and we're just limping out with injuries and a big question mark over the starting quarterback and a playbook, play-calling scheme that doesn't seem to make sense. That's not going to be very reassuring. But if, if it's slowly getting better to where by the end of the year, the pieces are there and you're thinking, that's it. 2019 is going to be a good season. I think that's a good ending point. I don't want to throw in the towel just now, and it sounds like I'm throwing in the towel, but I, I guess what I'm getting at is that I'm still willing to be patient. I am. I just want to see the season build and end on a positive note and stop with this Jekyll and Hyde crap. Well, it's like what you said in the NFL game. I mean, uh, the NFL podcast talking about the Rams and Chiefs and how the Chiefs lost. The 
can the Chiefs really feel bad about losing? And that's the thing. Every loss that we have, I feel like shit. Yeah. It makes me feel like complete and utter dog shit. Why am I in love with this team when it just completely just ear fucks me every <laughs> week? I mean, it's just awful. Well, every and other week. Every, every other three week. Weeks. But even as a player or a player, a fan, a employee of the team, whatever – it's not that you're coming off the field after losing by a touchdown or yeah. losing because of a last-second turnover or whatever. You're absolutely getting pummeled. And it's I don't know how you're not coming off the field with a complete question mark of what went wrong. The entire 60 minutes yeah. went wrong. So that, that to me is the most troubling aspect of the Tennessee Titans right now is, is there any kind of knowledge being retained from – these terrible losses, because it certainly doesn't look that way. And is there any kind of game plan of why it's happening? Like, at some point, I believe it was Paul Carsey said this today, and I fully agree with this comment. Um, at some point, you hope that the coaching staff has a better answer of that loss is on me. Yeah. Okay, fine. If it's on you, Vrabel, what is it? What? Give us a couple of examples of why we lost today. Not just, we got to come together better as a team and that loss is on me. And I know I'm asking a lot. You're never going to get a coach, especially like Vrabel, who's going to come out and probably give you specifics of why they lost that game. But you hope internally that they know. You hope internally when they look at film and say, X, Y, Z, and A, there's the moments that that completely ruin the game for us. And here's the game plan we can develop off of it. Because to me, from a fan base, or from a fan looking on the outside, just watching, this looks like a team that, when it's good, it's good. But when it's bad, they have no way of controlling just how bad it's going to get. Was was this the worst loss of the season? No. Like, to me, I think it is. I I think it's more deflating, but I don't I think the Ravens game was a worse because you, you got to look at effort. the Bills, the Ravens and this game. Those would be our three big losses. Yeah. I would say I would say this is the most disappointing loss of the yeah. season. I think me. I think it's my most disappointing because loss because you give up a loss to a division opponent. Yeah, you give up what is it, ten games in a row right. to to um or, or ten games I should say to for whatever that's worth to a jackass up there in Indiana. Andrew I can't Luck, even think yeah. of his name. Yeah, Andrew Luck. Um, but it's it's the total regression of back to the back to not even the Bills game, but to the Ravens game. That, yeah. to me, is why it's such a disappointing loss because the Ravens game, okay, you set the low bar. Hopefully, every, you know, not every team's going to do it, but hopefully if you're going to have a bad game each year, that's going to be your worst game, right? But then to turn around and basically almost deliver the same type of performance against a team that you need to beat and on paper should have the tools to beat and not have an answer for anything. For anything, defensive, offensive, nothing. I mean, not a thing went right. And to hear the head coach again just come off and say, you know, that loss is on me. We're going to learn from it and move on. Okay, well, with what? Because you put up the exact same performance you did against the Ravens and you look listless and with no plan. Let me ask you all a question. Do you think that this team, if it were to play its best ball like it played in the Eagles game and the um, – the Cowboys, pa- Patriots, the Patriots game, the Cowboys. Yeah. Do you give them a chance against the Saints, the Rams, or the Chiefs? No. I mean, I'm a zero percent chance guy on on that. We just don't have the offense and keep up with them. I mean, if you get a good Adoree Day, and you get a, if you get best case scenario, yes. Like if we play, what, what chance would you give them? 
I don't know. It's got to be less than 50. Yeah. It's definitely less than 50. It's probably like 20, 25%. Actually, no, it's probably like 10 because yeah. it's, you have to play that Patriots game. That has to be the entire team clicking. And they like have in to the play Patriots like game. the Patriots. They yeah. can't play like they play on a... It, yeah, when they got to miss it, throws. They have to make mistakes. When you look at 11-game sample size, <laughs> what are the chances that they have one of those kind of Patriots games where everything just goes right for them? It, it doesn't happen very I don't think. I don't think it happens. I think yeah. you're, you're looking at a loss... In the yeah. in the playoffs, I don't think there's much hope past a round if, or two. If if by this time next year we're still having the same conversation that we've had the last three years about Marcus, I think it's time for that we. Well, you can't it, you he, can't give him a huge contract and no, tie up your cap if no. if you're not sure what this is. You can't do that. And I, I I'm like I said I'm anxious to see what the all twenty two is, but I'm just. I, Right now, I just don't know what Marcus we're going to get every time we take the field, and it, it's it's so confusing. And then, you know, because I was really high on the Colts and thought that it was going to be a tougher game yeah. than what it was. And then the Patriots game happened, and I'm like, well, I'm all in. I'm all in on the Titans. And then the Colts end up being who we thought they were, or who at least I thought they were, and yeah. they end up creaming us. Yeah. And – I guess my thing is is that everybody want to talk, wants to talk about, oh, the Texans have a, kind of a fluky win streak, and the Colts have only don't, – they don't beat good teams. I, I, we're, we're now one of those teams where you really can't say, are we a good team? Right. I mean, Depends maybe, maybe our wins are fluky wins. You know, you, you don't know what is the normal – what is the baseline for this team? Because they're so inconsistent. So yeah. I would rather kind of be more lucky than good because they're on a, the Texans are on a seven game win streak, and they look pretty good. I mean, if you're asking me what my confidence level going to be going into Monday night is, it's uh, I think I'll probably put the game on a laptop and probably watch something else. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, it's it's a must win, right? Oh yeah! If, we, if you don't win, you're this, playing for your playoff it's, lives. It's 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 over. Yeah. So, with that said, I think this team does respond very well to uh, adversity, and they respond well to getting their teeth kicked in, and they they focus well, and that's a, a tribute to the coaching staff as well as the players. Vrabel Bear have moved his family into the fucking building <laughs> right? and just sleep there. Yeah. Because I mean, that's what he did for the Patriots game, and it worked out well. And it seems yeah. like. What did you do this week? Right. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I don't know how, like, I don't know if that's a victim of success sort of thing where you just kind of said, all right, we've got it together, and it's going to be easy going from now on out. I I can't believe that's what they thought. But uh, we're going to see what this team's made of Monday, and it's for all the marbles. Yeah. It's for the rest of the season. You're walking the tightrope now. Yeah. I think, uh, honestly – just to be a pessimist, I think the Titans are going to win. Why? Because they're going to win this one. And then they're going to find a way here in the next couple of weeks to give up some kind of just questionable, what the hell are we really doing here loss? Well, that would be against the Jets yeah. because it will right. be Texans and Jets. So, And then Jags, right? Yeah, I think so. Jags could be a good contender for that too. Yeah. We like to uh, sure. yeah. play them close. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, we did beat this team already once this year, but – that was with Blaine Gabbert and was a very strange, strange game. Yeah, it was such a strange game that you don't really know 
the teams are totally different now. Yeah. And you don't really know, again, what te- Titans team you're going to get. And you kind of know what kind of Texans team you're going to get. Right. And it just feels like it's going to be another one of those games where we're just, you know, holding our breath the whole time yeah. the, for the for the whole night. It's right. Fucking Jason Witten. <laughs> Jason Witten and the Booger Boss. Yeah. It's going to be uh, talking to us the whole game. He's going to so. pull a rabbit out of his head. I mean, do you... I think I think we could be confident that we could stop Deshaun Watson because yes. I think there's enough tape, there's enough people that've been doing it that we can stop him. But now I am more worried about their defensive line versus our our offensive line, and also if if the rumor, if the speculation is true that Marcus is holding on to the ball and getting gun shy, and if he's if he's doing that. It's gonna be a long day back there. He's probably gonna get hurt with Watt coming after him. So, I mean, do y'all think? What do y'all think? Are y'all think we get, we are gonna win on Monday night? I do think we will win. I think it will be a very close game, though. I think DeAndre Hopkins is going to be an issue. Yeah, I think we'll win. And I think it's gonna be a very stressful game to watch. Yeah, that's that's kind of how I feel. I feel that I th- I think they're gonna hopefully. Dean Peace is back, and we can bring that Adoree man-on-man magic because we didn't really talk about it on, on the about the Colts, but Adoree looked fucking lost. He looked bad. Him and Butler yeah. both were pretty terrible. So hopefully Adoree and Dean Peace, maybe Dean Peace is the Adoree whisperer, and they put him on a, uh, DeAndre, and everything kind of minimizes everything. Um, I, can I also yeah. just add that I uh, – while I did just shit on Adoree and Malcolm Butler, I do believe the defensive line and the outside linebackers uh, carry a huge burden yeah. of that because they did not pressure Luck hardly at all. I think one pressure, no, zero, zero pressures. It was zero. They touched the quarterback once, yeah. I believe. Which is touched unacceptable. Him. Yeah. Unacceptable. I know they get the ball out fast, but you have to – you have to disrupt that man. And I think you that's can't where let him do the lack of Dean Peace came, comes yeah. from because we don't have a pure pass rush. We have to create have and to generate pass rushes, doing exotic blitzes and stuff like that. Right. So the, the loss of Dean Peace was felt there. But, sure. I mean, even when he was there, the first couple of drives wasn't really looking great anyway. Yeah. So. yeah. Um. If, you don't, if you don't get to um, – Texans lost both their guards, so that's something to keep your eye out this week. Jarrell Casey should feast. If their offensive line is without two guards, and they, I think they they had barely five offensive linemen to be able to finish the game against the Redskins. If those two guards are out and we can't beat this team and generate pressure, we got a problem. Yeah. We have a problem. If we generate pressure, I think we win this game. Yeah. Final thoughts? Anyone have anything else they wanted to talk about Titans wise? If if I'll say this, if we win this game, whether we win it decisively or win it close, I'm not buying back into this team. No? No. I'm not gonna get excited because we're gonna drop the game to the Jets. I'm not gonna get excited for this team until we beat the Texans, we dominate the Jets like we should, because we're a better team than the Jets on paper. Sure. And then we go and beat Jacksonville in primetime. You give me a three game win streak, I'll come back in. Yeah. I again, I know I keep saying this, but um, I'm really of the opinion that I'm willing to make this entire season a mulligan. I really am. You know, new new coaching staff. I think they're learning their ways. I know no one wants to say things like this, but Vrabel is learning on the job. So 
I, he's had the craziest. He's yeah. had a very crazy first year as head coach. So I, I'm willing to be patient. I am. It's it's tough to do that and then watch these games and not be disappointed. But sure. at the same time, uh, I am I'm willing to be patient. If they get hot and things happen, great, and I'll be excited. But if if they keep delivering losses to the Colts, at this point, I, I kind of expect it now. I, I really fully expect that any game left on the schedule, the Titans are going to find a way to just completely and utterly shit the bed. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll see uh, what happens and what team shows up on Monday in front of the entire world. Exciting. Woo. Well, uh, thanks for listening to Effers, and thanks for uh, for bearing with us while we cough and, and complain our way through this pod. <laughs> Uh, we appreciate you guys listening and would like to ask a small favor of you. Um, if you could rate and review us on Apple podcasts, that would help us a lot. It would help other, uh, Titans fans find the show. And, uh, yeah, you can, you can do that on, uh, the Apple podcast app and, uh, make sure to visit music city miracles for all the music city miraculous coverage of the Titans. Yeah. God doing so good right now you're killing it killing please keep going it uh you can contact us on twitter at at pod and you can harass mr lebowski at at mr lebowski and i want. gotta say zach pretty much runs the f-word pod twitter obviously i run my own we're on twitter we yep. will interact with you we, we absolutely will bring us your thoughts your complaints <laughs> your hate mail whatever you want we will absolutely respond to you yeah it may be a response that you not like. I'm kidding. No, <laughs> get to us. We, yeah. we like fan response. We really do. We, we, love, yeah. we love mixing it up. We do. We yeah. like mixing it up. And uh, you can ask a question. We'll read on the pod. Hashtag F-mail. Hashtag F-mail. And uh, yeah, we're football and other F-words. You've just been f I don't want your truffle fries. Lamar Miller is not a good one Lamar Jackson is. You better eat those guards for lunch, Terrell. You better eat them for lunch. They better go into the crack and never be seen again. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation. And I want to tell you about my new show, It Seemed Smart. It Seemed Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seemed smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain. Or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission. Or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.